pull out a Bible, pull out any of your religious texts that we've been referring to for the last 6,000 years, and it's been a man's world. It's been a dominator's world. And whatever, it served its purpose, but I think it's pretty obvious that that is, uh, look at what's going on in, you know, all the fucking money and resources and like our children are starving and our education system sucks. Healthcare is so fucked, yet we can find trillions of dollars to make bombs to protect us from ourselves. Yeah. You know, and I think we are waking up to this male dominator mentality is not serving us. At the same time, having an over-feminized world culture is not going to serve us either. I think we are and have to find, continually seek balance. The amazing thing about the mushrooms is that they speak. They talk to you. They will answer questions, carry on conversations. Psilocybin just pulls up a chair on the porch and puts its feet up. Hey y'all, welcome back, or welcome for the first time, to Psilocybin Says. I'm Courtney Rose. I'm just allowing, I'm just embracing my feminine and allowing. Okay, I think there's a healthy balance here. I'm Eric Osborne, yeah, you're right. And today we're talking about the feminization of the nation through psychedelics. Are psychedelics a feminizing influence on Western culture? What do you think, Courtney? Maybe they're adaptogenic in quality. Maybe they're balancing. Maybe they're kind of a a tuning fork, if Mm. you will. Uh, towards uh, masculine, feminine balance, whatever yeah. you need, yeah. maybe. Yeah, I think that's a possibility that we discussed in this episode. We also discussed this in the context of some, ooh, some pretty, um, dare I say, exposing conversation. We get a little... We penetrate <laughs> some deep topic, <laughs> subject matter here. Yeah, we do. This is one that can be applied to, I mean, everything, everything. There's a there's a feminine, masculine, energetic push and pull spectrum to everything in life. Yeah, and so maybe one that is uh, come back, comes back to haunt me at some point. You know, I mean, you know, you you do. You, you drew out some sensitive information here. It was very skillful, but you did it by sharing your own. So oh, wow. I love just love how we just make love through the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I hope you listening and uh, hopefully watching. If you're not watching this on YouTube, you can. Go to our channel, Psilocybin Says, and you can look at our Christmas tree. You can look at the clothes that we're wearing uh, and make judgments. We, we obviously match record. <laughs> uh, we do. Not in big batches, but... A couple episodes here and there. We are wearing the same outfit. Same it's outfit. the last episode. That's not a very... Is that a masculine or a feminine trait? What? To wear the same outfit in the... Two videos. 
I think it's feminine because we're really? letting, we're letting, yeah, we're oh. letting go of, of, you know, p- potential judgments about recording two episodes in a row. I would think it's masculine about not giving a fuck what's my thinks about how we look. Uh, see, that's where it gets twisted. It does. This is why this topic is so interesting mm-hmm. to explore. So, as y'all listen and watch, if you're on YouTube watching this, take note of what maybe you don't understand or that you have your own thoughts on and comment below because this could very well be a series, just this topic alone Mm -hmm. that we could dive into so much more. So I'm really curious about your thoughts. It's also has me asking our audience, should Courtney and I start a strictly sex podcast? Because (laughs) we keep coming back to the topic. um, And I don't know. I'm curious what our listeners think. Is there a space for us to have uh, maybe more subject matter or more episodes around psychedelic sexuality. Curious what you think there. Uh, we really enjoy talking about anything and everything, and we feel like that's an important part of the psychedelic growth, of human growth overall. And yeah, we're just really happy to bring these conversations to light, no matter mm, how some people might perceive or even judge them. Yeah, that's right. So hopefully you enjoy it. You like it. You get some perspective in it. If so, push that little thumbs up button (laughs) on YouTube or that five star on iTunes or Spotify and share it with your friends. And if you want to be in the loop on new episodes and new special offers for our inclusive Psilocybin Says Club that we got going on, uh, head over to psilocybinsays.com and subscribe to our newsletter. We are actually beginning to send out emails to our newsletter. Big apologies if you've been waiting for many months for an email. And also thank you for your patience. And uh, it's going to it's gonna get interesting. People so get enough emails as it is. I think we've done them a service, but not sending a bunch of um, fluff. We're not sending fluff. I know. I'm saying any, I know. Well, yeah. So yeah. Saying, you like, ain't going to get fluff from you're, us. You're apologizing for not having sent a bunch of emails over the last year or however long it is. And I'm saying we've done that. And, you know, to a large degree, it's been intentional out of respect not to just be sending a bunch of emails to people. We we actually really value your attention and your time. There is nothing greater. There's no greater resource than our time and that you choose to spend it with us. And we do see our numbers growing. We know that we have more and more listeners every week. And that really means the world to us because we are very intentional about this show and we desire deeply to bring subject matter to light that few people within the psychedelic world, which is incredibly ironic that there is so little um, of this kind of real meaty conversation in the psychedelic world. So high five to us. We're doing it. Subscribe to our newsletter. It's going to get juicy. Thank you for listening. And I will refrain from making any jokes about prostate massages right now. (laughs) That's for later in the episode. (laughs) 
Hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening. How feminine are you feeling right now? Man, this conversation could be very revealing if I allowed it to be. I think I probably shouldn't, though, just yet. Maybe push the boundary just a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little. I think me talking about feeling feminine is a pretty boundary pushing. Yeah, I guess. For me. We're in 2022, baby. Yeah, soon to be 23. Wow. Got a got a big movement going on right now as far as gender fluidity goes. Yeah, so maybe the whole masculine feminine conversation will be completely irrelevant at some point. I almost feel like people we're at a place now where a lot of people judge you for not painting your nails. <laughs> and you know, putting a skirt on every once in a while. Mm, probably not. <laughs> okay. There's... I will say that uh, Marilyn Manson was probably my first, one of the first exposures. Actually, no, I can even think back to the Stone Temple Pilots being on the some music awards, and I think it was Lane Staley was the music singer, came out in... Uh, they did sex type thing, and he wore a skirt and lipstick. And I'd be lying if I said there wasn't a part of me that was um, that 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 appealed to, you know. Um, mm-hmm. How old were you at this time? High school, like freshman year of high school. I remember my mom was like, "Oh my god, this man in that dress." Wearing lipstick, this is an abomination. I was like, oh, this is kind of sexy, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> kind, of, kind of the new no, thing, there's, huh? there is there is something that I really like about that, uh, you know, f- moving boundary. It's not something that I've been able to really discuss until probably three or four years ago. And even then, you know, I don't know if I have really told, I'm sure I've told you some of this about um, my ex-wife's psychic friend and the whole thing about Eric needs to embrace his feminine. Oh, that's right, yeah. Before we met, this was like 2009, 2010. Mm -hmm. She had this, you know, psychic friend who I was like completely poo-pooed on psychics at that time. But... He said some stuff to her over the phone without having ever met me or being told much about me that kind of rattled me. Um, And one of the things that he said that he asked her to convey to me is that I needed to embrace my feminine um, and particularly, particularly engage more with the element of water. Um, and eh, I dismissed it consciously, but there was a part of me then that knew because I have for a very long time, if not my in, not my entire life, because I can look back at like age five, six, seven, where I felt that aspect of myself more present, uh, and growing up in the hyper masculine 
construction family, Catholic, you know, boys are boys and girls are girls kind of thing. Um, I very much double down on uh, the masculine dominate, you know, force things to happen, assert your will um, kind of um, mentality. And slowly, mushrooms, in fact, have softened that quite a bit. Um, and I remember listening to Terrence McKenna in the mid-2000s and him talking about uh, how, you know, it makes sense that most shaman were women and that the psychedelic experience was this kind of overtly feminine, soft kind of thing and how women from day one basically were preparing themselves for the physical reality of being at the threshold of death and submitting through childbirth. Uh, so a lot of it makes sense, and it's still something that I am trying to really embrace and, and apply in my, my being. Hmm. So how do you feel like that's as you felt this softening in your life uh, over time from Stone Temple Pilots to mushrooms <laughs> and um, other ways? How has that benefited your life? Wow. I feel like I'm only really starting to experience benefit because I'm only really starting to understand what it means. You know, um, you've, you've seen me over the years. I've still been very assertive, you know, purpose driven, you know, my will shall be applied. Um, and really since starting sanctuary is where I feel like I have more so embrace those qualities of softness and allowing a little better. I got a lot of work to do. Um, I've, I've been listening to a lot more female motivational speakers, um, and I tend to value their advice more, I recognize. You know, yeah. like uh, who's the one lady, Marie Forleo, you mm -hmm. know, Um I've really been appreciating and been able to receive what she is sharing uh, because it doesn't have that aggressive, like Tony Robbins, like you've got to do this. I do like some Tony Robbins, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But yeah, sometimes um, a little bit of that's needed. Yeah. Some Gary V. <laughs> yeah. Just got to fucking do it, man. Do it. Fucking do it. Um, but hug your mother. Yeah. No. Uh, but I, I see greater advancement in objectives when it is approached from a, uh, in a softer manner. And in relationships, like, you know, platonic or our romantic relationship, I feel like it's certainly more harmonious. Um, I feel you more receptive to me. I feel you more capable of embodying some 
more assertive qualities as I soften because it's like, you know, that balance. We're not butting heads. Uh, and that's been really nice. I really, it's, it's still a, a conscious challenge. I have to consciously be like, slow down, let it be, accept everything that it is and just be okay with it. And I notice very frequently when I do that, that you will, I'll feel a shift in you and then you'll start to engage differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's uh, it's, it's, it's been a tangible shift and I still have more, more, more to allow. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully you're not dead. So <laughs> a lot more. <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, at least. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't yeah. sure doesn't feel like it to me. <laughs> if I am, then you are too, and we're yeah, we're in a whole other dimension. Yeah. So, um, so you mentioned that in the mushroom space, working with the mushroom has helped in that process. How, like, what do you think that's about? Like, how is what's that actually? Let's try and resist the mushroom like, and see what happens. You know, mm-hmm. it's like resisting a tidal wave. Yeah, and. Yeah, we all know where that's going. Um, so, you know, it's interesting though. I do recognize that all of my life, from my earliest childhood memories, I enjoyed being around women far more than men. Uh, I enjoy that softness. I enjoy that kind of what tends to be a more lighthearted, playful, and I probably enjoy it because part of me is seeking to embody it, you know? Um, so yeah, but mushrooms and psychedelics overall, LSD and ayahuasca and DMT, there's just, there's just such an element of submission, you know? And I'm not saying that women should be submissive, but if we look at the elemental nature of feminine versus masculine and go back to ancient, you know, understandings, the yin yang and all that and the doubt, you know, like the softness is feminine, hardness is masculine, forcing is masculine, allowing is considered a feminine trait. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 so I do see those qualities very much uh, are very helpful to bring into the psychedelic space. You, you can resist, you can go in with a very uh, dominator mentality, uh, but you're going to face that. You're going to like, that's what you're going to be confronted with and it's it's probably less likely to be an enjoyable experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my perspective on feminine versus masculine is now pretty different than it used to be. I I think I identified feminine and masculine more externally. Mm-hmm. In the past, like five to 10 years ago. And now it's more of a, I identify it more with a feeling uh, than like a look. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, thankfully, I've got like so much learning to do around this. Um, but like as I'm reflecting on some of my friendships uh, with with women, uh, and how 
different, like on the spectrum of feminine and masculine, uh, my, my female identifying friends are. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's that feeling that you get with people like that, like pushing mm-hmm. versus like just kind of like flowing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, for myself, feeling how much more allowing, I mean, it's such a process with an ebb and a flow, but I feel the mushroom has helped me so much with this, just letting go, letting, letting things be and trusting the process uh, feels feminine to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, yeah, like making, putting something in place, making, not even like making something happen necessarily, but like, yeah, asserting ourselves, it just feels very yeah masculine and, um, so yeah, <laughs> penetrating yeah. <laughs> life. <laughs> I mean, how do you see yourself? You, you, I, f- I want to say that you grew up in a pretty masculine environment. It was like it's, it was so ironic. I never would have thought this, you know, watching competitive figure skaters. I would have never, I always thought, oh, it's so graceful and so beautiful. And even the men are in tights, you know, it's just, but like that's some serious masculine energy mm-hmm. shit that's it's in disguise yeah yeah it's really weird thinking about that external picture mm-hmm. of femininity the the dress and the sparkles and like what we as a society identify as feminine right uh when really like that to me now it from the outside looks very masculine that like pulled back hair heavy makeup, like perfect outfit. Like that's very masculine. It's a yeah. very masculine thing to do mm-hmm. is to assert that that type of appearance. Everything's precision on people. On point to the music, like no fucking margin for error. Yeah. It's break your kneecaps for that <laughs> fucking trophy bitch. <laughs> yeah. Like coaches yelling at you from the sidelines and just tracking everything and uh it yeah i mean that was extreme such a masculine experience so was it Uh, a head fuck as a woman i mean how do you feel like that impacted your kind of experience with womanhood well um so reflecting back on it like i do recall knowing other competitive ice skaters who felt much more feminine who not always but like there was a balance with some athletes that felt like it very much benefited them like they could they could show up in a more easy and confident way mm-hmm. like you could feel like when people were 
in balance, like in that feminine and masculine space, like letting go enough to be confident and mm -hmm. let things flow mm -hmm. and just relax and reflecting on competitions where I felt that way, like more trusting of the process mm -hmm. and knowing that the more I let go and be at ease, the easier things will be and like the less tired I'll be, the, the longer I can in, endure um, stress. Uh, yeah, reflecting on that, just seeing how much that benefited me when I could embrace the feminine, like mm -hmm. in that very masculine and simultaneously feminine sport where you're you're supposed to like your your uh like choreography and your flow and like that's supposed to be very kind of like feminine in a big way and but you're supposed to execute <laughs> tasks jumps spins all those things simultaneously um so, yeah, I mean, that impacted me in a big way. I feel like I learned a lot from that, like when when I could let go. I, like I've brought that into my life for sure. Now, being able to feel like the tension and like the pushing and how like when you fall, say, like in ice skating, when you fall and you're really tense you get way more hurt. Mm -hmm. You get way more injured mm -hmm. um, because you're tense. It's like they say when you get in a car wreck and you're like tense, mm -hmm. you get more injured. It's the same thing. I feel like in so many aspects of life, you can just let go and let things bounce off of you. Mm -hmm. Just you can get back up a lot quicker and For move sure. on. Mm -hmm. um, so... Yeah, I feel like it's a pretty positive experience, really, when I reflect on that in that way, um, how it's impacted me today. Mm -hmm. Just like our recent, you know, masturbation episode, I feel like <laughs> I'm continuing to learn how letting go can help things happen in an easier way, embracing my feminine side and not trying to force things can help things happen. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of wanted to explore sexuality through this lens a little bit as well. Cause it, it's, um, seems to be so intimately tied to our, I don't know, expectations or how gender roles play out. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, when you brought up, um, how when you notice that you are kind of letting letting go and not mm. trying to force things to happen and fall into place per what you think, how you think they should, mm -hmm. um, as you've made a practice of really like letting go more in the last couple of years and how you've, you notice that I can then like relax into things more myself. Mm -hmm. I definitely have noticed that in a huge way, um, which I'm not so sure. Like I began to be really aware of that like a few years ago, just that the more that you mm -hmm. tried to make things happen, the more I like resisted mm -hmm. uh, and felt like I had to counteract, mm -hmm. like protect myself. Mm -hmm. Um and so, yeah, it's been a really nice experience just, 
I mean, talking about sexuality, um, like our sex life has certainly been felt more at, at ease and easier to me in the last couple of years. Like the, so the last couple of months has been a significant shift as the, yeah. I've had some pretty, I feel like major shifts in the last few months. Yeah. Yeah. Would you want to share more about that? Uh, well, I mean, you know, I've, I've meant, as I've mentioned before, you know, men in most cultures grow up feeling like, you know, we've got to take the woman, we've got to, um, you know, take charge of the situation, seduce the woman. Like, even if she doesn't like you, it's just because you haven't tried hard enough kind of thing, mm -hmm. which is like such a head fuck. It's such a head fuck. And it really uh, discourages or dis disables your ability to be sensitive to what someone else needs and where someone else is at. Um, <clears throat> and it objectifies human beings and it is a deeply embedded part of, yeah, uh, modern masculinity that I'm finding it really joyful to let go of to a large extent. I mean, it's a balance, right? There's definitely still a part of me that, you know, wants to like be that kind of like little bit of a, not necessarily dominate, but mm -hmm. like, you know, assertive. Um, but ultimately it feels so much better to authentically consider where you're at and what you need, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and I don't know. It's, um, it just feels more in balance. It feels like you're able to more authentically show up rather than um, feel like an obligation or, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I just like, you know, through a lot of what we've been through um, and seeing across the board in um, business, as a father, as a husband, as a friend, across the board, seeing that pushing slows things down. And it's ironic. It doesn't, it's kind of a counterintuitive, right? But it just is, it's true. I see it. So, you know, I just, I really, I, I love knowing that people that I'm working with, that my kids, that my spouse are engaging in an activity, not always obviously sexually oriented, because they really want to and not because they're reinforced to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not reinforced is not the right word, but like, you know, even if it's like soft persuasion. Um. Yeah. I mean, something that's coming up for me is like this conversation we've had about the ego and how people say like, kill the ego, like, ah, it's bad. Mm -hmm. And like, I kind of feel like this could be so far interpreted, like we're saying masculinity is like bad or unhealthy or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, Not at all. Which I feel like there's, 
there's healthy and unhealthy parts to everything in existence. And with masculinity, that's kind of how I'm starting to see it is like the healthy version of masculinity is that like that embracing embracing a part of the of the feminine side like being like on the spectrum of things like able to dip into that feminine side and come back into the more masculine side of things like as a female identifying person um who like very much feels uh like I very much feel heterosexual of course like I've talked about before I've been with women sexually and feel turned on by women at times um but ultimately I want to be in a like primary solid partnership with a person who's identifying as a man um I'm really happy that's me, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> and when I ask myself, how, what do I see as a healthy masculine person? It is somebody who's willing to like have a vision and pursue that vision and be assertive in many ways. And then also dip into that like flow mm-hmm. and letting go mm-hmm. when things like feeling when the tensions are rising and resistance is coming up and just like let it go mm-hmm. and like allow and redirect and adjust the vision and like then pick up the assertiveness in like with an adjustment, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like that's what's such a sexually such a turn on to me is is that that like flexibility and also assertiveness like i <laughs> there's this big movement right now i feel like in embracing masculinity which i think is trying to it's kind of like balancing out the mm-hmm. the trans movement and lgbtq movement and like there's a whole group of people that are like men are supposed to be men and men mm-hmm. are supposed to be like right like Jordan Peterson doing that. yeah like that's the like natural like thing and whatever I don't really want to get into mm-hmm. all that necessarily um however like for me personally not speaking for all women that is something I do identify with is being turned on by is a man that is like like willing to do what it takes to like provide Mm. for the family um and so while yeah also being flexible in ways which is the feminine wow so you bring up something that within this conversation i have to consider and it's something that i've only even allowed myself to consider in the past year maybe two years but probably past year is are there instances of men that i find attractive right and this is like who i'm already like i think about having this conversation talking about this it's like oh god uh it's really triggering because of just you know everything that i was growing up with and what it what it is trying to help me understand 
is more, on a deeper level the energetics that you're talking about, right? Are you looking for a community that allows you to authentically express and explore what it means to be human? One that honors the divinity within you and all life? Then Sanctuary may be just the community you have been looking for. Sanctuary is a faith-based organization centered around the sacrament of sacred mushrooms for spiritual exploration and personal development. You are invited to become a member and commune with us. Join us for a Sunday Zoom service or a weekend sacred mushroom retreat in the beautiful Kentucky countryside. Visit P-S-A-N-C-T-U-A-R-Y dot org to become a member and find more information. You know, we're taught, I think, of, um, culturally, it's not always real direct, even though it is often as well. We're taught, like you said, to identify masculine or feminine by external appearances, and that is just a part of the equation. And it's like as I embrace this feminine side more, do I find myself like attracted to to any kind of men? And I cannot, I cannot, I mean, I there's been like a couple of times where I have felt a curiosity. Like, is this feeling that I'm experiencing, is this, is this sexual attraction? Um, and if so, like, what is it? Because it's definitely not the body. I do not find the male body to be like sexually attractive. Just don't. Um, which just is like a deeper exploration again of the, the, the energy that people bring. And, you know, one of our, uh, I don't want to go, I don't know if I should mention name. I guess I could, nobody else is probably going to know, but like in Jamaica, our friend, our previous friend down there, James, who was a very assertive, um, purpose driven, successful person, but also had a lot of softness mm -hmm. to him. And I would say he is probably the part, the the man that I have had the most like potential attraction to in that way. And I th I feel like it was actually it was his it was that softness and that like you know open and gentle and just everything's okay. It's all it's all okay. Mm -hmm. You know, um, but I don't know. Like when I look at women that I've been attracted to or been with over the years I don't know that those are the kind of women that I have tended towards you know you um, I wouldn't say that you're a masculine kind of woman but you haven't really at least especially early on in our relationship didn't embody that kind of like softness so much, but I was so completely attracted to you. And it's like, so now I'm questioning, is it that balance of the external and internal? But like times when I have seen you, when I've seen you be externally very feminine is when I'm so, fuck, I'm so hot for you. You know, um, 
So I don't know. It's just it's just interesting to explore, especially when we take it out of kind of like the analytical sense and we just sit with the the, the heart centered energy of it. Yeah. You know? Well, you've also mentioned that when I'm like being very assertive, mm-hmm. like in business mm-hmm. situations mm-hmm. specifically, mm-hmm. I think, and also as a mother, mm-hmm. you've mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Uh, just being very assertive with my boundaries mm-hmm. and clear that that's also been a turn on. I think I just really like when you like really like embody, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But also like if you're just hanging around in, in sweats and I'm just kind of always hot for you too. <laughs> yeah. But I know the, the times when it really kicks up uh-huh. is when you're either being, yeah, like really like assertive. Whoosh. Just kidding, sort of. Or no, you're not. Okay, no, you're right. <laughs> or when you are being very feminine, you know, and yeah, I don't know. I maybe I don't. I don't know how much like talking here. There's stuff that I would maybe say to you if we weren't on camera and recording uh, around this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean. <sighs> Yeah, I don't want to get too off topic, I guess. Is this off topic? Like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'll I'll just go ahead and say. So, like, when we have been with other women mm-hmm. um, in that, like, sexual relationship, um, I have felt like when I've been all about it mm-hmm. and felt very like turned on mm-hmm. by that woman mm-hmm. being with us, I have felt, I feel like it's invited me to explore my, my energy mm-hmm. in a whole different way. Like depending on the person, like it's very much been dependent on who that woman is, but mm-hmm. Overall, I felt a, a big softening mm-hmm. with myself and let go mm-hmm. um, with some of those experiences, um, which I'm really, really grateful for. Um, and I, I am like I'm curious ab- about that. And I do, I do feel like it's, it, it could be kind of compared to the mushroom space, the psychedelic space in a way, like that perception, that, that experience of being, having this really new and indifferent and like eye-opening experience mm-hmm. can kind of, if it's wanted, I feel like it can put us in a, a let go place, like a place of mm-hmm. this is so new. I feel like I'm, I'm opening up to this new experience and therefore I'm opening up to myself and allowing myself to just be and let go mm-hmm. and step into that more feminine side. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, is interesting to me. Yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of. I'm glad you. I'm glad you said that. And since you did, I'll 
I will embrace my um, <laughs> real vulnerability here um, and say that um, that aspect, you know, seeing you become like like the quintessential woman, and I don't know what there. I don't know really. Probably pick it apart. I don't really want to. I'd rather just sit with how it feels. Um, and that, <clears throat> you know, what a, oh my God, like, oh, it's hard to, wow. It's like, what an incredible sigh of relief that I've experienced in those instances <clears throat> where, you know, I've seen you just like really open up and seen that other person just really, and it just feels like, it just feels like there's just this big, everybody can relax and just be and enjoy and and if it's it, it's really it's really powerful in how it can shift my experience of you as woman and um <laughs> oh uh, fucking hell who'd have thought we'd be going here today um, but you know, it's, this is becoming more of a common conversation as men start to understand the power of the prostate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, as I saw this meme the other day, like, the title of this like, episode? like <laughs> I saw this, uh, meme or something the other day about, uh, it was like God in heaven laughing because he put the male G spot in his butt. <laughs> <laughs> and I would say that, um, you know, experiences of being penetrated um, is, it similarly has that, like, sigh of relief to it, you know? It's like, ah, mm -hmm. oh, I can just give myself over. I can, I can just be the recipient, you mm -hmm. know? Uh, that requires such a level of trust, um, you know, and it is, it's, it's actually really, really liberating. It's really in a, in a weird sense, empowering. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm just grateful that, you know, I've, I've been able to, kind of allow myself to experience that and it's only been through the ongoing trust and communication that we build mm -hmm. um so wow i didn't know this was like really like it's it's really awesome how even in this conversation and reflecting on some of these experiences how that it's almost like MDMA, you know, it's with that big heart opening. It's just like, oh, wow. Um, so, gosh, wow, thank you for really just helping me experience so much more of what it is to be a human, you know, instead of this kind of one lane, this is the body you were born into, so this is how you interact and behave in the world, and that's just such a limiting view and experience mm -hmm. yeah 
Yeah, thank you for talking about that a little bit. Um, yeah, wow. <laughs> I think it's, gosh, yeah, we are, that's going to be a thing. Like, like it's going to be a trend, like talking about the prostate. And is oh. it, wasn't that kind of recently been a thing? Like, yeah. but anal sunning or something what was that called oh yeah butt sunning or but sunning. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 it's like as we as a culture become more comfortable with the let go and get back into our spirituality in like a meaningful way and not like a dogmatic way mm -hmm. like a forced way mm -hmm. the very very extremely masculine version of spirituality which has been where we've been at mm -hmm. uh for how many hundreds of years now um like as we get back into more of the og like spirituality and like feeling that allowing ourselves to feel again mm -hmm. life and ourselves which is happening and I feel like that's a big part of the trans movement, LGBTQ plus movement is like, we're getting there. We're, we're starting this is the beginning of us like letting go, exploring our prostate, <laughs> exploring our buttholes. <laughs> we all have them. We all know there's lots of sensory yeah. things going on there. Yeah, tons of nerve endings there. There's lots to learn, lots of education to be had, lots of letting go and easing in and to, be to be had there. Fun to be had there. I'm, you know, slowly <laughs> <laughs> opening up to that myself. Um, but... Yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but... Well, I think what you're sounded like you're pointing to is this massive global shift, this re-feminizing that we're having. Yeah, you yeah. Know, and you can... Exactly. It's, I mean, I pull out a Bible, pull out any of your religious texts that we've been referring to for the last 6,000 years, and it's been a man's world, period. It's been a dominator's world. And, like, whatever. It served its purpose, but I think it's pretty obvious that that is... Uh, look at what's going on in, you know, all the fucking money and resources and like our children are starving and our education system sucks. Healthcare is so fucked, yet we can find trillions of dollars to make bombs to protect right. us from ourselves. Yeah. You know, and I think we are waking up to this male dominator mentality is not serving us. At the same time, having an over-feminized world, culture, is not going to serve us either. You know, I think we are and have to find, continually seek balance, you know. I mean, I'm curious, like, in our life, like, what would be too much of an imbalance for you to be attracted to me like how feminine would i have to get before you were not into it you know or would you be simultaneously shifting your energy and we you know 
end up, you know, this androgynous couple that <laughs> I don't know. But do you you get what I'm saying here? Yeah, I do. I I mean, you know, like my beliefs, my symbols of sexuality as with all of us are deeply ingrained and it's it's one of those things I feel like over time it will just naturally like will shift into something else um maybe more of the androgynous type of vibe for everybody will be like it'll be more of a turn on for more people to have like like for more women to be attracted to more like feminine men um which is like we're we're there like we're definitely women are much more attracted to men that embrace their feminine side than they were a hundred years ago mm -hmm. that's for sure i feel mm -hmm. like it was a it was a big like yeah. if i'm a woman and i'm okay with my man like showing emotion and showing like fear or sadness or pain um like that's not culturally acceptable if we're you know 100 years ago um it's probably gonna really freak me out mm -hmm. as a woman and think ooh, uh-oh mm -hmm. that's something wrong with that one mm -hmm. you know whereas now we're like that's a positive thing like overall uh like we're getting yeah. there there's still a lot yeah. of and, and wouldn't you say as long as that individual can also step back into like a, a masculine role as well right i mean definitely yeah. definitely um but like i i wonder i mean we like i still have these images like which have been heavily impacted by pornography and all of the like marketing, marketing propaganda yeah, yeah. and yeah, television as a kid and like what women should be attracted to in mm -hmm. a man. Mm -hmm. Like that's stuff that it's, it's just deep in there. I'm not reprogramming that anytime soon. I uh, don't want to put a ton of my energy towards reprogramming that heavily anyway, but like, well, I mean, you like, you know, you like to see me, chopping wood and carrying rocks yeah. and that kind of there's shit. like archetypes that i'm like right yeah like that's what like that's a good sign that's a good thing that's like what we need right now and like depending on where we're at like what the mood and tone is as a culture mm. as far as what's needed in a man what's mm. needed in a woman i feel like is going to inform our own individual personal like indicators of like positive signs of masculinity and fem femininity and sure. so i imagine like i'm sure in 200 years it's gonna look relationships between men and women they're just they're gonna look different they mm -hmm. look very different right now than they did mm -hmm. 200 years ago so, so like right now like if you were to start wearing skirts and stuff mm -hmm. on the reg I wouldn't be into that. Yeah. Like I I just personally wouldn't. Yeah. Like I know women that well, I don't actually personally know women that are really into that, but like I see women on YouTube that are into that mm -hmm. with their partners who are men identifying and like to dress and drag and like they think that's hot and stuff and mm -hmm. that's cool. Like I'm not 
Yeah. Yeah. It's whatever you want to do. I'm not into that though. So what about this whole, like we have a tendency to broadly apply these norms and I don't know that we as freely honor the individual's kind of sense of attraction or identification, right? Because looking at like if someone is, you know, um, I'm trying, I'm, I'm, I'm envisioning like the four wheel drive balls on the truck guy you know right like yeah i mean how many people are looking at that and going you know what that's who you are that's how you identify with like thumbs up to you yeah billy bob get it billy bob (laughs) um come over to my house tonight we just i don't know it's like we tend we tend to really forget that every person is a very dynamic and unique individual uh, and I don't know, like it's it's interesting because as we do put this value on individualization, it is seems like it is that individuality is mainly valued when it when it is in line with kind of the bigger cultural movement. Right. If someone, if you see someone who's, I know me, if I see someone a transvestite out, right, then I'm like, that's cool. You're doing your thing. You're, you know, you're doing what feels right to you. But if I see Billy Bob, I'm like, Billy Bob, get the fucking truck nuts off your truck and grow up, you know? Or if I see yeah. like a woman in a power suit, you know, or not, not to say like a woman in a power suit, but like that very corporate, aggressive, masculine woman, I, I criticize that more, you know, I don't have that same acceptance or like encouragement that I do for someone who is like really stepping out there. And and so I just in my own self, I want to try to be more compassionate of each individual where they are in their journey rather mm-hmm. than thinking like, you know, you're not doing what you're not going the direction that are, the rest of us are going mm-hmm. kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. It's um it's an interesting thing that we we use judgment in our day-to-day lives all throughout our day to assess situations and make decisions. Um so like it's understandable that we would see something out of what we feel like is out of place and think twice about it or like have a response a reaction mm-hmm. to it um like be- just because we what we naturally do is judge mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. around us and i think that's an important part of being a human right now being alive just surviving and thriving and having discernment um, and at the same time, I agree. Like, I think it is really, it's a, it can be very expansive and helpful in our growth and in our thriving to 
be conscientious of how we're judging. And when we feel like a strong reaction to something Mm -hmm. to be aware of it and spend at least a moment or two Mm -hmm. questioning that reaction. Like, is this, Hmm. I just had a strong reaction to this. Like for what reason, where is that coming from? Am I having that reaction? Cause I'm afraid. Do I feel threatened? Um, or am I just reacting based on something someone told me or society told me? And it's not really based in like, it's not actually going against my values per se. Cause I feel like that's really what it comes down to. Like if we see something that is like going deeply against our very core values, Mm -hmm. then yeah, like of course we're not going to be okay with that. Right. Um, but it's, it can be tricky. Like if we see a Billy Bob with the balls hanging off the back of the truck, it's like, (laughs) I don't know, maybe I was like sexually abused by a Billy Bob with balls hanging off of his truck when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And it's like a warning sign. Like last guy that I messed with that balls on his truck really (laughs) fucked me up. So I'm not trying to be around that dude. Like, yeah, get it. Don't go near Billy Bob and the balls on his truck. (laughs) It's probably smart. Like based on your experience. (laughs) But if it's a man wearing a dress in a store, it's like, I mean, and maybe it's the same thing. Maybe we had a traumatic experience with a man wearing a dress in a store one time. definitely had a facilitator who was a man in a dress that was a real fucking problem. And it was not because he was in a dress. It was because of his personality. Mm -hmm. And so I occasionally am triggered by that kind of stuff. Can we go back to the psychedelics, though? I know. I'm, I'm like, yeah. as as we're talking about this, and it's all relevant. And everything that we're talking about is is all relevant. Um, you know, as I consider psychedelic communities overall, and this question of do psychedelics um, kind of help to elicit a more feminine nature from those who commune with them, and I'm trying to see very hyper-masculine men who I've known who've taken psychedelics and hyper-masculine women who have known they're taking psychedelics. And is there a consistency between both of those groups in calibrating more towards a feminine self? And I would say yes, overall. Um, it, initially, there is, you can see, I'm thinking particularly of women who I've worked with that are very masculine kind of energy uh and it can be kind of a feels like a head fuck for them in ways like the there's a real strong resistance to that because it seems to indicate a weakness of sorts you know Mm. um for men hyper masculine men i'd say that i'd say i've seen a lot of the same a resistance uh because it feels like weakness. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I very much identify with that feeling. Just like two days ago when we had that day at home without the kids mm-hmm. and like we've all been like passing around multiple sicknesses for the last month and it's just mm-hmm. been kind of exhausting and... It's felt like every spare moment of free time 
that I have, I need to be utilizing it to get things done. And uh, a couple days ago, when we finally had a day at home without the kids, I felt like in major conflict because internally, because I felt like drained, exhausted. I didn't want to force getting things done. And I felt like, um, I felt like I should though. I felt like that's what I should be doing. I should be ignoring that feeling and I should be pushing mm -hmm. through mm -hmm. and accomplishing tasks now that I had the opportunity to do that. And also I had this like pretty loud voice in my head and your voice as well saying like, why don't we en enjoy this day? Why don't we let go and just let go of all those things we feel like we should do today and just be with it and enjoy it. And like, even though I've been doing so much intentional work, ironically work, to like let go mm -hmm. and embrace that feminine knowing experiencing that oftentimes like when we push through like you you just recently said um it's counterproductive we can just be like exhausting ourselves more and not actually getting into the receiving mode and that just opening up to possibilities right. like i just felt tortured a couple days ago by the conflict mm. within my head mm. that indecisive feeling mm. of okay like this Courtney over here on the shoulder saying get shit done like now's your time like seize the moment like so much to do and this Courtney is saying but really you really need to do that don't you really shouldn't it probably be good to just like let go even sick like just let go and be today mm. it was kind of hellacious so let's talk about intuition in terms of this. As intuition is, I think, almost always denoted as a feminine attribute, whereas the intellectualization is the more masculine attribute or the flip side of that coin. And I guess how in touch do you feel like you are with your intuition or do you feel like you can get more in touch with intuition by focusing on or identifying more with the feminine side. And the reason I ask this is because in in the context of psychedelics and in the context of that experience, uh, you know, with, with mushrooms anyway, most people, their intuitive sense is drastically heightened, right? Like they just know something because they just know it. I just know it. I feel it. And so that indicates a, a feminine quality to the psychedelic experience. And I wonder in that situation there... Can you go back into how you experienced and felt that and identify which decision your intuition would have told you to move towards? Yeah, intuition is a challenging one for me sometimes um, when I feel like, like sometimes it is really hard for me to separate the the like what is intuition and and what is like feelings informed by 
false beliefs. Mm-hmm. Like, because sometimes we have, we have reactions to things that are very much a feeling mm-hmm. uh, associated right. with a story. Right. And that's where like a couple days ago, I really wasn't sure what was what I felt like, okay, I've got some multiple pretty strong feelings and multiple pretty strong storylines associated with these separate feelings. Mm -hmm. And like it, it just, they both felt so starkly different as far as direction and approach that I felt paralyzed. Like it would be better for me to just sit and not attached to either one of these feelings right now um and just like see what happens um which like in the mushroom space I've I've definitely been there I've seen people go through it where there is that like heavy conflict of all right I'm being shown like I'm this part of my life, I am miserable. Mm-hmm. However, I've got like as soon as I start feeling that, like all this, all this, all these beliefs start coming up. Like, but what about this? And what about that? And what about this? How this is going to affect that? And um, like that paradigm paralysis mm-hmm. that, like, okay, I'm being shown this is a place I could shift, but I am terrified of the potential implications Mm -hmm. of that. So I don't know, like intuition is, it's another one of those non-absolute things, Mm -hmm. I feel like. But isn't that a good example of where you can use the feminine to empower the masculine? Because like if you have, if your intuition is telling you, you, this is the thing that you need to do, right? Well, then comes the action, then comes the doing. And so, you know, having that balance of listening and sitting with and being the intuitive self and then acting when it's time to act, mm-hmm. like that, I can I feel like that's what, and maybe that's like the bigger and more appropriate conversation around how psychedelics fit into this equation is that maybe they're not inherently masculine or feminine maybe they're just balancing Mm -hmm. and that why we're experiencing them as a very feminine presence right now is because we need that tipped heavily towards the masculine yeah when you think about like aztec cultures that were doing human sacrifices with psychedelics you know like that's a pretty masculine (laughs) culture yeah thing so yeah yeah. i mean i i have certainly had there's been plenty of times with mushrooms where I have felt like I got a masculine Mm -hmm, kick mm -hmm, in the ass mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. I was being very passive like Mm -hmm. really passive in my life Mm -hmm. and the mushroom told me to step the fuck up and like stand up Mm -hmm. and have more clear boundaries and and stuff so yeah I'm more along that that line of thought that they're an adaptogenic in quality Mm -hmm. they're not like overtly feminine but that makes a lot of sense because we're so masculinized as a culture yeah if you look at the kind of the physical nature of the mushroom it's many people 
observe that it is both masculine and feminine. Uh, you know, when they are uh, primordiating, mm-hmm. there for many species of mushrooms, there is an actual. It's called a vulva that mm-hmm. the shaft erupts from, and it looks mm-hmm. as Courtney has pointed out about our logo. Uh, <laughs> It yeah. looks like a penis because it's a mushroom. Because all <laughs> mushrooms look like penises. Um, but what most people don't see is that for in that early stage of development, that there is a very feminine um, kind of nature to it. So to see it as a, as a balancer, to see it as carrying both, feels more real to me. Mm-hmm. And it feels more like what we as individuals and a collective are hopefully aiming towards. Yeah. I feel like that's one thing I love so much about mushrooms is that quality uh, that they just give you what you need, help you see where you might be able to shift, like retune in this way or that way, Mm -hmm. give you that different perspective on things can help you adjust. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What a dynamic conversation this has been. Be able to talk back to talk about sex. <laughs> I did have one thing that I was going to bring up, but I wasn't sure how to bring uh, it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you look nervous. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, just this idea of, um, areas of our life being, I feel like I've brought this up on a podcast recently, but areas of our life, seeing those areas as entities, like, like finance, Mm. uh, like, um, nutrition, uh, sex, whatever it is, like seeing those areas as entities and Mm. kind of exploring our relationship with those entities in kind of like a, in in various ways, but like since we're talking about gender here and we've talked a lot about sex, like in that way of like a sexual relationship, Mm. um, a gendered relationship, like a power dynamic Mm-hmm. relationship that mm-hmm. like push and pull feminine masculine way and co- like I've recently come across there's more and more coaches that are like business coaches and finance coaches that are approaching that aspect of life in in a the sexual sense mm-hmm. like what is your your power dynamic Mm-hmm. Uh, relationship with money and business and your career, uh, your social life, and like working to kind of rebalance where things have been off uh, in that power dynamic. And I think this is it's um, it's really interesting to me, like particularly when talking about money and our association with money taking care of us or not mm-hmm. and uh, how we can we can visualize our relationship with 
say money as that um an actual relationship mm-hmm. like how do we talk to money how do we see money in our life is our is money asserting it's like is it is the balance so tipped that like we've like we see money as like a negative thing or a like has money left us or is money like providing for us Mm -hmm. or like, how do we see that? Mm -hmm. And when we recognize what our current relationship is with it, we can kind of like talk with it Mm -hmm. and uh, reframe and Mm revisualize that relationship. So yeah, I I like, I like personification for these kind of intangible aspects of our lives and how it, it gives us something we kind of hold on to and really identify. And again, it's kind of like the, you know, the sexual stuff we were talking about earlier. It's the feeling that mm-hmm. is associated with it, mm-hmm. um, which is just something that as I get more balanced, um, find myself more drawn to. Like I want to I wanna understand how I feel about things, not what I think about things. You know? mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's a very helpful tool. So, those are my closing thoughts. Okay, I suppose. Yeah. Um, hmm. Closing thoughts. Yes, <laughs> I just, I just, uh, I just enjoy the journey, yeah. and I trust the process as much as I can, you know. And that, um, the more I'm able to let go of the expected roles and boxes uh, the more fulfilled I become you know like I thinking about if if Eric 10 years ago would have met Eric right now he would have been probably running the other way you know in a lot of ways Maybe uh, a little turned on, a little maybe probably out by how turned on former <laughs> Eric was to present Eric. That's probably yeah. I'd say that's probably true. That's an interesting thought. <laughs> do you think would Courtney ten years ago be one to do Courtney today? <laughs> Wanting to do Courtney today, probably. I'd probably be like, whoa, yeah. <gasps> yeah. Oh, it's too much. It's too much. Can't handle it. Can't handle <laughs> handle your empowered energy. <laughs> I'm going to be over here. <laughs> if you want to talk or anything. I'm just, <laughs> I'll just be over here. If you just want to like, <laughs> hang out for a minute. I don't, we don't have to though. <laughs> oh, it's a journey. It is. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks for uh, <laughs> thanks for really drawing out that uh, sensitive information. Like sensitive, really, actually sensitive. Yeah, yeah. Orgasmic, even a little bit, maybe. I think it's a little. I mean, I'm. I, I would encourage my male counterparts to um, do your own research, but mm-hmm. uh, it does seem like God put our g-spot in our butthole yeah there's uh there's actual places you can go in various parts of the world where it's like an a make an appointment to get you know your prostate mm-hmm. 
worked out exercise mm-hmm. and it's like a health it's seen as a very healthy practice yeah it's something you pay people yeah. who specialize in that or you actually just make do it part you. of your pleasure practice and not just your wellness practice <laughs> yeah well i mean whatever it takes right to get feeling better yeah all right. Well, I've note. enjoyed this. Maybe there's a part two coming. <laughs> Seems like there's more lingering to talk about. Yeah, I think so. I keep thinking that maybe we, we you and I just need to have a complete other podcast that's centered around sex. Uh-huh. I don't know. I wonder what our listeners would think about that. Let us know in the comments. All right. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thanks, y'all. Thanks, y'all.